Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Hi there, welcome back to the STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Woods, and today we have an awesome guest. I can't wait to, to share uh, all sorts of great thoughts and ideas. Uh, today we're talking with Jenna Mercury, and she works at Science for Us. That's science and then the number for us. Uh, you can find that on the, on the internet and, and all those great places. And uh, welcome to the show, Jenna. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, it's a, it's an awesome treat to have you here because uh, we've interacted so often over Twitter, and, mm-hmm. and Twitter is such a great, first of all, we got to say this, Twitter is such a great thing for, for teachers. And if you're not, if you're not using Twitter and, and connecting with other people and, and stealing ideas for your classroom, <laughs> right? It's, it's not stealing, yeah. it's borrowing, right? It is borrowing. It is borrowing. Chris, and to piggyback on that, I'm telling you, I was just going to say, I manage the social media account. It, it's cheating because I get to do extra PD every single day. It's it's just absolutely amazing the things I learn. Every single day I learn dozens and dozens of new things. So definitely got to be on Twitter for sure. Yeah. So so I, I follow Jenna and uh, she follows me that hers is uh, at science for, you know, number four, us says, S-A-Y-S. Um, you can find her. And uh, but she works at science for us. Now, tell me tell me just a little bit about what what science for us is is all about, Jenna. You got it. So Science for Us is an online digital program. It's for kindergarten, first and second grade uh, teachers and students. And it's almost entire full curriculum. And what we did when we created it several years ago uh, was we looked at a lot of the national standards and next generation standards and many, many state standards and created a, a digital curriculum that works very effectively with young kids in the language that they learn best from, which is interactive and also interdisciplinary with cross-curricular components. And so kids are gonna follow the 5E model with their teachers and educators uh, and learn a little bit more about the topics that are the most important, the foundational the foundational skills. So it's mostly a digital, uh, digitally delivered. However, about 75% of our program is actually offline content that you can click on and PDFs open. So you can do activities um, on both online and offline through the program. Great, so it, so it works online. Um, mm-hmm. There's also an app associated with it somewhat, right? Yes, we do have an iOS app that goes along with it. So uh, if the, student, uh, the teachers have uh, iPads in their classroom, they can definitely use that. Um, and mostly I'd say for, for kindergarten, first and second grade, we really want the kids to learn along with their teacher. So whole group is, is best, small group is best, uh, but we do have that one-to-one option, especially as kids start learning the content. We, as we follow the five E's, that fourth E is, is elaborate. And what we want the kids to do is to start swimming and exploring on their own. And at that time, it's really fantastic for the kids to be able to work one-to-one or in, or in small groups together. So they do have that opportunity. So you're, you're providing, um, really some some contained content units for for teachers that maybe feel a little bit a little bit awkward or a little bit nervous about about adding more science to their their younger elementary classrooms definitely definitely there's there's actually i as i travel around to schools i do um 
national trainings. I also do a lot of local trainings. And the one thing I hear the most, and uh, just Chris, a quick background, I taught fifth grade. So I was in an isolated science classroom. Mm -hmm. And I'd always wonder, you know, why were my students coming to me with so little science knowledge? I mean, it's, it's just, it was unbelievable how most of my students didn't know much at all. Um, and I didn't really have, being in Boston as a teacher at the time, I didn't really know where those students were coming from, many different schools. So I couldn't really have that conversation. But when I have that conversation now with, with my teachers, they tell me two things. Number one, time. And number two, they're uncomfortable. And if you look at those two factors, those are two major reasons why I wouldn't also teach science. These teachers are trying to teach reading. Um, math is being tested almost every year. And so, you know, where do you find the time? And the one amazing thing I love about our program is that you can do a high quality activity in six minutes, a fabulous, awesome wow interactive activity in six minutes. It's not gonna be the best activity because I would obviously stress to do this whole component of the activity. But if you only have six minutes and that's all you have because your kindergartners can't sit still, I've got a great activity for you to do and it's it's fun. And if you do a little bit each day, you're really creating that foundational piece. And then the other problem that we, we like to solve is I don't know science. and. You know, Chris, you and I have talked about this before. It isn't rocket science, but one thing that Science for Us has placed in our program are these professional development pedagogy videos. And uh -huh. it's almost like watching your own little magic school bus before you teach the lesson. So we provided common misconceptions, best practices, all with teacher voices, and you can watch it or you can read about it. So you shouldn't feel uncomfortable to teach about things you see in the sky or even push and pull. These are very basic foundational skills and you should have fun with your kids. So yeah. I always try to demonstrate the whole idea that Science is meant to be super fun. It should be a break in your day. It should be the most exciting part of your day. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's really what it can be. Even a six-minute little lesson can be mm -hmm. just enough to, to break, up, break up the monotony or the, the challenges of the day, get the kids out of their seats a little bit because they do yes. have that energy. Definitely. Um, and Definitely. and even, even just get them that little bit, that spark, that inspiration. And, and, and you know what? That learning doesn't have to stop when they, when they leave your classroom. They go home and they can... They can tell their parents and their parents mm -hmm. can help them and do some science as well. You know, we forget, I think, about that aspect a lot of times with those young kids. Right, right. And everything around them is is really all about science. We we sort of talk about that idea of, you know, why, why K2 science and what is science, but science is really all about critical thinking skills. I mean, we're not talking necessarily about the moon and 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 different types of forces. We're talking about problem solving, basic simple problem solving. Your cell phone doesn't work or, you know, why is my mouse not working today? Just, you know, your, your car broke down. Just little things that we do every day, we don't think about it, but we're always solving problems and yeah. science allows us to find a way to solve that problem. So, so science for us, um, you, you guys have a whole bunch of modules. You can, you can, mm -hmm. uh, you can come, you can help, you can uh, get those things all set up to, to help a teacher feel comfortable. Um, to to put those into their classroom into their school are they are they meant to be during the class day are they meant for after school that's a that's a great question. Um, one of the first things that I usually do when I meet with a principal or administration is just talk about what their goals are. And and that's really key. Every school has a different goal, to be quite honest. And sometimes it's for an after school program and they they're looking for some sort of a science bonus after school. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have lots of schools 
um, that have perhaps even a migrant program where kids move from school to school so often and they can keep their accounts and go from place to place. Oh, and then we have something as simple as just, you know, it's a it's a kindergarten classroom that that only has a smart board but doesn't have iPads and they're looking for just a digital activity to do and they're looking for the offline. So every school is so different and um, we just sort of cater towards their needs and we work with them on their pacing guides or whatever they have. I do all the alignments for them through the professional development. So um, we just want to make sure they're not only they have what they need, but they're feeling comfortable uh, with what they what they bought, what they purchased. That's right. you know that's key. Yeah. So and if a, if a, if a teacher's really feeling like they want to add some more science, they just don't have maybe the like you said the, maybe the confidence or the the feel like they can actually do some of that, um, or they don't have the time. Either one mm -hmm. of those things. Uh, this can be a, a great uh, simple way to add it. You know, to be able to talk to your principal, say, hey, you know, I heard about this. Let's check it out. Um, mm -hmm. and, and contact you guys and, and, and kind of find out more about it, right? Yeah, definitely. And I just to throw out one of my, one of the, the biggest parts about it is, um, you know, we weave in literacy, math, and also STEM activities. So I think what a lot of principals and administration look at is, well, how can we do more cross-curricular? That's actually a very big thing for this fall is cross-curricular. And yep. not only do we follow a lot of the common core skills like poetry writing and main idea, we have all that. And we also have stories and songs that kids can read. And we added things Things like counting and tally charts and graphing, um, as well as the discussions and design process that goes along with STEM. So there's a lot of other components that are nice and cross-curricular. So you have so many different pieces to choose. You just get to put to them together the way the way you think they fit best. Yeah, yeah. So so why do you think why do you think um, adding more science to to those lower grades is is really so important? I mean, you talked about it being foundational. You talked mm -hmm. about it as being a fifth grade teacher. Mm -hmm. um, that that probably in and of itself is 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 the reason why we need more of that, right? It is, and and you know, there's a lot of studies that are coming out. It's it's one of you know with Twitter, I've I've seen a lot, and I continue to mm -hmm. to repost them. Um, you know, it's I, I hate to bring up the hashtag struggle is real, but it's true. Is that you know we we don't provide our kids with these basic problem solving skills and critical thinking skills in these early grade levels. We just sort of train them to learn the math or how to read and how to write but they don't know how to solve their problems. And by the time they need to solve those problems, it's it's almost too late. They're, they've lost that component of their brain that allows them to naturally grow and, and develop. And a lot of these studies show that if these kids don't learn these foundational critical thinking skills, even by kindergarten, and that's younger than our, that's our program starting point. Yeah. If they don't learn them by kindergarten, um, then they're sort of out of luck. And, and with this testing age and era that we have, um, never mind just being awesome citizens. You know, it's a scary thought. It's a scary yeah. thought to not to not start as early as possible. Yeah, and that and that even also reinforces that idea that that we need to be encouraging our parents, encouraging mm -hmm. uh, you know the guardians, uh, whoever is in that kid's life, um, to be be starting and and getting those kids to think creatively. And 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 you know what? Um, as a high school teacher, I see even that that struggle of of where the kids are maybe have that inquisitive, that that creative that excited uh, mind and it starts to trail off as the, as the further along they go and they start to just yeah. realize that all this stuff is just rote and I need to just fill in the answer and search That's Google. Right. Answer. That's right. How do I get an A? How do I get an A and how do I pass this class and how do I maybe not get noticed? I think there's a point I did teach middle school for um, uh, some time in my career and I, I, they're embarrassed. There comes a point when to ask a question as, as inquisitive as it is, it's embarrassing. They, they worry about their peers and how they feel. But if we can get that self-esteem build up, 
they they won't be. You know, it's 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 almost like a cultural piece when you really think yeah. about it. it. There's a lot of change. Yeah, but so. yet, if they, but if if that same kid who who felt that you know being that smart in science, you know, if that that stigma, if that same kid came up with the next great app uh, that they oh, yeah. all used on their phones, they would all love that kid. <laughs> And they do, and they do. I, you know, again on Twitter, I hate to bring it up again and again, but you know, I see so many amazing um, scientists of such young age, and and they're doing remarkable things, and we're praising them for it. And I think that's yes. really, really important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, you you were mentioning earlier when we were chatting about about the idea of STEM plus one. Tell me a little mm -hmm. bit about that. So STEM plus one, there's a lot of buzzwords out there, a lot of real words, real acronyms, but um, STEM plus one is actually just something that we came up with a proposal uh, for different types of conferences where we wanna show early educators that essentially they're, they're already doing part of the science component. So STEM would be, of course, your science, technology, engineering, and math, but let's add in that literacy piece. Let's add in what you're really good at. So you already know about Common Core and you already know about poetry and, and writing and reading and all those things. Let's just easily take science articles. Let's take science poems, mm -hmm. science songs, um, you know, states of matter songs and having fun with the weather and talking about stuff like that. Let's incorporate those things instead of these random poems that you find. Let's, let's make sure that we use science content and then if we can weave in that science content, then you're all set, you're good to go. And so it's really it, journaling. Journaling is a, is, a, is a great skill. We're already journaling in a lot of grades. Let's journal about things that we see outside. Let's journal yeah. about the moon phases. Let's, let's journal about things that are more science related. And then we've, we've also you know, sort of set that, that benchmark and that's great. So you just have to sort of think outside the box. You're already doing it. How can you just make it more science oriented? And, yeah. and you've covered it. Yeah, it it's like it's like killing two birds with one stone. It's it's oh, getting yeah. two two for the price of one, right? Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Buy one get one free. Come on, <laughs> that's sure everybody loves to it. it. That's right, Bogo, Bogo, Bogo. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one other real quick thing uh, you did mention. Uh, you guys are offering some free uh, webinars with with Steve Dembo, who I've I've had the privilege of of hearing at at some different conferences, and and he's an awesome speaker with with tons of great ideas and creativity. He is. He's fantastic. So he's at Teach 42 now, and he's a previous kindergarten teacher. Uh, we're working with him to provide some free, uh, some free webinars. Uh, uh, we have a nice series coming up. We've already done one. It was about uh, force. Don't force the standards. It's already. It's a recording. Um, the second one we have coming up. It's on June 7th. And if you missed that one, or if the podcast is not out, um, you can just go to our website. It's just www.scienceforus.com/webinars with an S. And you can find it there. Or, of course, we always pin it on our Science for Us Says, the Twitter page. And on Facebook, we do have a Science for Us Facebook page as well. So you can find um, recordings to the pod, or to the webinars, rather, or you can simply watch it live if you'd like to have your questions answered. Um, but he is hilarious. I, yeah. I never thought K2 Science could be even more fun than it already is. But he makes it just even more funny. And uh, it really kind of puts a nice spin on it. So... Um, definitely check out those webinars. They're short too. They're less than 30 minutes. So you can get some PD in your PJs um, and, and check them out. <laughs> PD in your PJs, right? What's That's right. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I can tell you what, one of the, one of the most fascinating stories, I remember Steve Dembo, uh, he, he talked about his kid um, and him together uh, building this, uh, like one of those stand-up console video games like we'd all play back <laughs> in the day at the pizza parlor. And uh, 
and, and they made it using like uh, all this new little technology like Raspberry Pi and, and those kind of things. <laughs> bought, a, bought a joystick online and <laughs> built it out of plywood. And I was like, how cool is that? I wish I was his kid. You know? <laughs> and it's just, it's, he's just such a fun guy. Actually, the, the first webinar that he, that he worked with us, he did um, Force in Motion and, and he had his kids create a mini golf uh, course. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and think about that. I mean, you don't just go play mini golf. How about yeah. there's mini golf courses everywhere. When you go play mini golf with your kids, go ahead and ask them, you know, what's going on? How come, how come it went that far? Why did it do this? Why did it do that? And how could you make it go really far, but don't do it. And, um, you know, <laughs> and while you're at it, why is your ice cream melting? So, yeah, as a kid, we, we built mini, mini golf courses in our house and down the stairs and, and oh, yeah. we had fun. Oh yeah, we just play. I think I think when we think of the word play, we always think that it's not really educational based, but play is is really just inquisitive and inquiry just in itself. We were we were creating. We were Yeah. We were, we were doing angles too, I guarantee it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And don't forget, of course, at any at any early level, you don't need to say what the angle actually is. It's just no. asking questions. All you need to do and you're already, you know, sort of set to go. So. so, so science isn't all rocket science, right? No, it's not rocket science. It's definitely not. Science is just meant to just understand the world around us, and who does not want to know what's going on, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Jenna, it's been been great talking with you, Jenna Mercury. Um, any other any other last thoughts? Just anything last you want to say or? Yeah, I'd love to throw out one other thing. If you if you need go some help, um, you know, I I started a slow chat, which is. Uh, if you don't know the Twitter world, it's basically taking a, a one hour normal chat and you're going to stretch it out over a whole week. And I've been doing them every second week of the month. It's called hashtag K2 SciChat. That's S-C-I-C-H-A-T, K2 SciChat. Um, and we have questions that come up every day, Monday through Friday, the second week of every month. And I'd love to have people either, you know, check it out or we're on participate. So you can look at old ones and any questions you have, anything at all. We, there's a group of us and we're just trying to, trying to help the K2 science world. Cause, cause that's, that's a lot of what it is. You know, it's that, it's that finding other people's ideas. Don't feel like you're the only one out there. Mm -hmm. uh, get out there, share some ideas, borrow some ideas, steal. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all okay. <laughs> Yep, sharing is caring. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, Jenna Mercury from Science for Us, uh, thanks for joining us today. It was a great, uh, great time chatting with you about, about K2 education and especially adding that science component. Definitely. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me. I really yep. appreciate it. No problem. And uh, definitely check that out. Uh, as always, we'll have all those, those links and that information on, on the page here on RemarkableChatter.com uh, where you can check out uh, all sorts of other podcasts from uh, from all sorts of different topics like PBL and 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 anything else that is interest uh, to you in your classroom to help you be a better teacher. And as always, I'm Chris Woods. Thanks for joining the STEM Everyday Podcast, and we'll talk to you again next time. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.